Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Life Creation Podcast. Whether you're here for the first time or you're coming back, I'm really, really happy to be in your ears. And today it is with great honor that I share my conversation with Brad Yates with you. Brad is definitely one of my teachers and I love using his YouTube channel for my tapping. So Brad is known internationally for his creative and oft humorous use of emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT or tapping. And listening to our conversation, you will know why. He makes it very light and fun. Brad has over a thousand videos on YouTube that have been viewed over 33 million times. Like I mentioned, I use them regularly myself as he really has one for every topic. In our conversation, Brad is sharing some of the newest research. He shares his story with EFT and chocolate talks about the Michelangelo principle and guides us through a tapping sequence on not feeling good enough. I love how he's encouraging us to dig deeper and ask ourselves questions on why we do and feel certain things. And at the same time, being really gentle with ourselves. So Brad is the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish. He's the co-author of the bestseller Freedom at Your Fingertips and a featured expert in the film The Tapping Solution. He has also been a presenter at a number of events including Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success, has done teleseminars with The Secret stars Bob Doyle and Dr. Joe Vitale and has been heard internationally on a number of internet radio talk shows. So, with no further ado, again, I'm really, really honored to bring Brad Yates to you. Well, Brad, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. It's really good to have you. It's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. So with every guest, I start with five this or that questions and (laughs) don't put pressure. (laughs) Trying to mentally and emotionally prepare myself for this. Uh... (laughs) I'm sure you do well. Otherwise, we'll tap on it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. So mountains or ocean? Ooh, ocean. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's that's emotionally hard because we we lost our dog a year ago. We're always dog people, but now we have a cat, and okay. he might sense what if I say dog. So pass. Okay, sure, that's allowed. <laughs> it's been tough with the other ones, but I'm not afraid of offending anybody. But this <laughs> one, you know, there's a, there's a cute little kitty uh, not far away who. <laughs> Absolutely, we don't we don't want to offend her or him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Book or movie? Oh, it depends. But I'll say movie. Vegetables or fruits? Vegetables. Great, thank you. <laughs> How'd I do? <laughs> Great. I'll get my score in the mail, right? <laughs> my personalized profile. Boy, do we have some work to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I've known you've done that because you wrote a children's book, The Wizard Wish. Mm -hmm. How do you explain EFT tapping to a child? <laughs> well, that's the great thing about children. You don't have to explain it. You say, here, tap here, tap here. And they say, okay. <laughs> it's, it's only the grownups with all of their issues. Like, well, where's the research? Why would I do a silly looking thing like that? Uh, so I just you know, tell them, hey, we're going to do this little thing that's going to help you feel better. It's just using your body and using these, as I put in the book, using these magic points for helping us feel better. And it'd be great if I could just say that to adults too. Hey, we're just going to use some magic points to help you feel better because <laughs> ultimately it's kind of what it is. <laughs> It kind of is, yes. And actually, that leads me right into my next question. On the complete opposite spectrum, somebody who thinks, you know, tapping in my face is a little crazy. And I mean, I know what I thought when I first about tapping. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little bit out there. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the scientific aspects of it what happens maybe also hormonally and also there is lots happening in the brain when we tap so maybe you can for the nerds here maybe you can talk a little bit about that yeah for those who, who geek out on the science there is a growing body of scientific research uh, particularly by my friend dr peter stapleton down in australia who did the first fmri studies where you can actually see the, the brain scans showing where what parts of the brain are lighting up, where that brain activity is, and how after tapping that changes. Wow. So we have, you know, for most of us, we know, wow, when I tap, I feel better. I notice the changes that are happening. I can see the different things that are going on in my life. But for those who want science, hard scientific evidence, here's a brain scan. <laughs> this is not somebody just thinking, well, I think I feel better and self-reporting. This is something measurable. We have, uh, you mentioned the hormones. So cortisol was one of the stress hormones that's been tested where they take levels of the, of the cortisol in the body before the tapping and then after. Mm -hmm. And one of the first studies that was done with cortisol, and it's been replicated now, but one of the first studies, the change was so dramatic the cortisol levels had dropped so much with the group that was tapping because they had, it was a double blind study. They had a control group and a, and a group doing using another technique. 
the group that was tapping, their cortisol levels dropped by so much that the research uh, techs threw out the first batch of results because they said oh something God. must go wrong because that's not possible. Wow. Recalibrated the machines, ran it again and found, oh, wow, <laughs> the group that was tapping really did bring down their stress levels as evidenced by the amount of cortisol in the body by an average of 24%, uh, some even more than that. And I think the next study that was done, it was shown it was an average of 43% or something like that. So again, double blind studies, gold standard research being done, showing that the tapping is a, a profound technique, um, primarily in terms of lowering stress and the stress being measured by brain activity and cortisol levels. Amazing. It's, it is good to have some numbers that we can. Yes. <laughs> find, you know, so, Rather than just, Hey, come on, believe me, tap on your face. I was exactly. fortunate. See, when I, when I was introduced to tapping, I had gone to Ringling brothers and Barnum Bailey clown college. So tapping on my face was not the first silly thing I'd ever been asked to do. <laughs> Tell us about, your story, how um, tapping found you or you found tapping. And I know there's chocolate involved there. So of course, I'm very intrigued and um, yes. would love <laughs> for you to share your story. <laughs> well, you're in Switzerland, you can't tap away chocolate cravings. I mean, that would be, you know, it wouldn't be allowed. I'm sure that they have rules about that in the country. Uh, <laughs> right. I So I was an actor and had traveled the world doing theater. And when I went to Hollywood to become a movie star, as one does, I <laughs> met a woman, fell in love and got married. And when our first child was on the way, it occurred to me I should probably have a backup career because I had not quite become a movie star yet and uh, was not supporting myself, wasn't able to support a family on what I was making as an actor. So, I trained to become a hypnotherapist. I've always been fascinated by the power of the mind. And I thought, well, let's, let's uh, start a practice as a hypnotherapist. I started doing that and really enjoyed that. And after a couple of years, when our second child was on the way, I uh, realized as much as I loved acting, that doing personal development work really felt like my calling. This really felt like what I was meant to be doing. So... We, I, we left Los Angeles, moved to Northern California, and through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this energy psychology conference going on where they were doing this EFT, this tapping <laughs> process. So I said, hey, sure, why not? Signed up for a, a workshop with Gary Craig, the founder of EFT. Yeah. And it was really interesting, particularly the part with the chocolate, because he gave everybody uh, a Hershey's kiss. I know in Switzerland, it's like a Hershey's kiss. Come on, that's not real chocolate. <laughs> but uh, okay. we, we forgive you. <laughs> yes. It was, you know, readily handy. So he gave everyone a piece of chocolate and said on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want that chocolate? And I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time. And I'm like eight, nine. And then we just tapped for a few moments on, even though I really want that chocolate and it's going to taste so good. And after a few moments, I couldn't eat it. Wow. I had as much interest in the chocolate as, as I did in the foil wrapper. And I didn't eat chocolate for two years after that. That's pretty powerful. Now, don't anybody worry. I recovered. 
<laughs> I got back, uh, but but I can easily now tap on any cravings, and it's been a, a while now since I've had any sweets, um, at least fifteen minutes. <laughs> so um, you know, I can easily. <laughs> I and 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 it's really allowing not a matter of being able to build up willpower, but just losing the interest. I, he, he said, you know, try to, try to eat the chocolate. And I tried taking a nibble of it. And it was like, uh, it just tasted like processed chemicals. So that, that may have been the thing that sold me most on this. That was like, okay, wait a minute, there's something going on here. If a moment ago, I really wanted this chocolate. And after just a couple of moments of tapping, I cannot eat this. I couldn't force myself. It's not a matter of, well, I could resist it now. I could not eat it. That's crazy. And 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 when I when I do this and I clear sweets cravings, I, it can be Easter and there's chocolate all around or Halloween, and it's not a matter of willpower. It's just I just don't want it. It doesn't it doesn't feel like food, so there's no desire. And so we can do this with so many different things, clearing you know how our mind feels about whether it's about chocolate or about success or money or relationships or health and all of these different things, being able to, to clear out the, the, these energy blockages and the stress that's going on inside and change our mind about things, it's really profound. Yeah, and I think I was just thinking when you were talking about you know the chocolate, how you didn't even want it, you didn't care, and it fits so perfectly with the name of emotional freedom technique exactly right? very well named it's because those desires those things that drive our behavior is emotionally based and when we can set ourselves free from the emotions that are controlling our behavior in unhealthy ways that's uh that's real freedom and it's that's the freedom to succeed exactly and you know what you mentioned with all the the science and also your story now My question is, and I think I know the answer, but I want to just ask <laughs> it anyway. If somebody really doesn't believe it's going to work, but they tap, it's still going to work, correct? You have to believe, you have to be willing enough to believe that it might happen, that you're willing to do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> If you say enough. it won't work, and so I refuse to tap, well, then it's not going to work. But we're using things in the body. It's like saying that... Um, The Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> I don't believe that that Heimlich maneuver. That Heimlich was a spiritual wacko. And it's like, no, we're just using the way that the body works. Yes. And it's not about belief. Now we may be able to, if we have a belief that I need to prove that this won't work, we can we can sabotage the success of it, and we can stop ourselves from acknowledging how we might be feeling more relaxed. If someone is determined that I'm going to be stuck and no one can prove that anything can help, then we can stop ourselves from acknowledging the benefits. But at some level, the tapping is going to be lowering the stress response in the body uh, at, to, to some extent. Yes. And you know how we, we tap in the meridian and you know we have these different points and each also, you know, connects to a organ like for example you know we have the stomach and the stomach also has a certain emotion mm -hmm. and you know when 
you know EFT was founded then it was like well tap on this and this point for this and this emotion or this and this issue can you talk a little bit about the maybe the the points and the the meridians the organs the emotions and all of that right so uh, Dr. Roger Callahan who first developed this as as we know it this tapping process as we know it although obviously this system of our body has been used for thousands of years in Chinese medicine and Dr. Callahan was trying to relieve uh, the knot in the stomach that his uh, his patient was dealing with this physical manifestation of her her water phobia and he'd been learning about acupressure and he said oh okay the the point under the eye is related to the stomach meridian which is related to fear so let's see um actually i don't think he was even thinking about the relation of it to fear right. he was just thinking of the relationship of the stomach meridian oh, mm-hmm. of the point under the eye being about the stomach and tapped under her eye and not only did the knot in her stomach go away but the water phobia went away and he thought well that's really interesting and in his uh, initial research he found okay these different meridian points that have been used in acupuncture for all these years are related to these different organs that are related to different emotions and so he would come up with different algorithms of a couple of different points in different sequences to deal with what the presenting problem was of the client and he called this thought field therapy or yeah. the callahan technique and then one of his first students was Gary Craig and Gary was uh, had his degree in engineering from Stanford and thinking like an engineer he's like how do we simplify this <laughs> it takes because there's only eight points that we're tapping it takes less time to tap through eight points than to try to figure out which three points to tap yeah. in which order <laughs> totally <laughs> and it, and it's and there's no harm it's not like oh but if you tap this extra point that you didn't need it's going to sabotage the success it's so he just called this more streamlined version emotional freedom technique and so there are there are rare occasions where i will tap particular points in order to address the emotion that's associated with that i you know i may tap under the eye talking about fear or on the chin point talking about shame because those are the emotions but for the most part i don't worry about that because as we tap through all these different points we're covering all the bases and we're going to bring up those things and so uh, it's it's great if, if people want to geek out on the on acupuncture and and the history and the science and all these different things and there is a lot of science that's been done on acupuncture harvard has done a huge study on on acupuncture which of course is beneficial for us using eft because it's using the same system and and we're still we're still doing research on what specifically is happening with the tapping yes is it the meridian system is it that we're calming down the amygdala and changing the, the the nervous system you know we we know that as we're tapping on these points it sends electrical signals to the brain and different parts of the brain so it affects the vagus nerve that runs down the spine and regulates emotions it could be all of these things it could be one of these things and the other things just seem to be benefited but we do have the research showing something's working and it's definitely helping. Yeah, and that's one of the many things what I like about tapping is is that you know there is lots of research that that is out there but it's also just such a practical tool and I think for me even just 
you know, just the rhythmic aspect of it. It's just calming, right? Yeah. And if this is just a drum beat that the that the process has behind the backbeat for exactly. our for the healing process. <laughs> And I think that's why it's so great. Like for people, like you said, who who want to geek out, they can. And for people who just want to sit and tap, (laughs) they can do too, right? And it's something you can do easily. There are all kinds of great things we can do to be healthier and lower stress, like getting, getting, uh, being better about our sleep, getting enough sleep at night, meditation, eating a healthy diet. These are all great things for learning to be healthier. In the moment that something stressful happens, meditating and eating a better meal the night before, getting a better night's sleep the night before are generally not options. Yes. You know, unless unless you are a really practiced meditator, you are probably not going to be able to get into a good state of meditation when something really stressful happens. So, but tapping, you don't have to come up with any words in that moment. Don't worry about the words, just the, just the act of tapping on even just one point or even just holding the point and rubbing it is going to start to downregulate the stress response in the body. And it's going to have some benefits, sometimes very profound and very quick benefits. So yeah, it's so simple. And what I also love is that you talk about energy hygiene and I do, I really, yeah, I love that. And Maybe, I mean, you just mentioned a few things how we can just really easily just incorporate it, but maybe for somebody who is interested to incorporate it into their everyday life, into their daily routine, what suggestions do you have? Maybe also how long to tap, how often to tap? (laughs) Is it a topic that like for example if i'm if i have a topic that is present in my life is it good to tap on like focus on that topic or is it kind of every day a little bit different so (laughs) maybe you can take us on a little bit of a journey on that topic yeah and it varies person to person i get that question a lot how long can i tap and how many different subjects can i tap on and i always tell folks experiment i don't think there is one right way for everybody I have done live workshops where we tap all day long on a variety of different subjects. So I think it's fine to to tap for a long time on different subjects. If you only have a a couple of minutes to tap in a day, then do that. It's like exercise. Try to do some physical activity every day. And like you said, to me, it's physical, it's emotional and energetic hygiene. We have physical hygiene, like brushing our teeth and taking a shower. So you know, you might have someone who says, Hey, you know, there's this thing called brushing your teeth and here's a toothbrush and, you know, try it out every so often, maybe, you know, once a week or something like that. It's like, no, you want to do that every day. You don't, we don't wait until people around us are holding their nose and then saying, Oh, that's right. I haven't taken a shower in a week. Uh, we, We do it before we need it. You know, we take a shower when we need it, you know, if we've been out and we've been playing sports and it's like, okay, now I need to take a shower, but we don't wait until we're playing sports. We, most of us do it before it's noticeable, but most of us don't have a practice for doing that with energy and stress. And so allowing yourself to have a daily routine. And that was the reason I started making YouTube videos 
was because people would say, I, I don't know what to tap on. It's like, well, let me make it simple for you here. Tap on this. And if other words come to mind, great, go with it. You know, even better, work with a coach who, who, who does it. It's like, you know, if you really want to get into good shape, you can join a gym, but it's going to be even better to get a personal trainer. It, the, the results will be better, but it's, but you can start doing some exercise on your own right from the beginning and doing some tapping. And yeah, the videos are there to, to make it simple for folks. But even if it's just a matter of getting up and, you know, get up in the morning and when you're uh, using the facilities, <laughs> that's a great time to sit there and just start tapping. Whether you're aware of something that you want to tap on or just saying prayers or affirmations or just silently tapping, even that will be of huge benefit and start to make it part of your daily routine. Yeah, I sometimes just even just sit with the emotion or the thought what's going on and I just tap, right? Because I know what's going on inside me. And sometimes, yeah, there is there is no words. And I think what you mentioned in terms of working with a coach, um, I really appreciated working with an EFT coach for a while. And because she helped me to find my words, right? Yeah. And there's a part of us that resists finding the words and that's brilliant because self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. Everything we're doing, including the most harmful behaviors, (laughs) the, the, the terrible food that we might be eating or the unhealthy behavior we might be engaging in, we're not deliberately trying to hurt ourselves, even though it might look like that. And we beat ourselves up for it. But the fact is, Old programming tells us this is what I need to make myself feel better, mm-hmm. and so it's a and and so if I had this belief that eating a pint of ice cream every day is what I need in order to feel emotionally calm, then I'm not going to let myself know how to stop eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah, because it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. So we need someone to. There are things. There are definitely things we can do on our own, but there are other things where we need someone else who can say, no, no, it's safe. Just like with a with a with exercise. I might tr- I might do three push-ups and say, oh, that's enough. That's all I can do. And a personal trainer is going to say, you've got at least five more in you. Come on. <laughs> and it's going to help us see what's what's possible for us. Very true. And I, you know, you touched on a little bit, you know, the subconscious and the self-sabotaging, you know, it's, it's, it's very strong. And, you know, we may want something. And on the other hand, we are afraid of it. And part of us actually doesn't want to change, (laughs) because change is scary. So I'm sure you have some great insights on why that is and, and, and ways, I mean, of course, tapping can be ways to peel that onion, but there might be even resistance of, you know, starting to tap or, and of course, then we can start to tap that I'm not tapping, but. (laughs) And that's why people will say, I hear from people all the time saying, yeah, I used to tap and it's really helping. And I don't know why I stopped. Mm -hmm. I know why, because it was scaring you that you were changing. Some part of you is saying, what, what are you doing? You're messing with the status quo. There is a part of us that wants to maintain homeostasis, that wants to keep things the way they are because it's what fami- what's familiar. Even if our lives are crap, part of us says, yeah, but it's my crap. 
I know where it goes. I have special furniture that it fits. I don't want to have to get new furniture. And I, and I, I dealt with it yesterday. So I know I can deal with it. I know I can deal with it today. Something new, that's unfamiliar. That's scary. And so we stop ourselves from making changes. And we also have these beliefs. So a good example of this, that, you know, for something that we say we want, but we're afraid of, but we resisted for a lot of people is money. Yes. Most people will say they want more money. But if you look at their behavior, they're not doing the things that can make more money because most people could be making more money. And they are not doing the things that they could be doing making the phone calls, writing the book, you know, getting the education that they could get. And it's not, it's not that they're bad or stupid. As human beings, we are not bad or stupid. We have programming telling us why we couldn't or shouldn't do this. And even though consciously we say we want more money, unconsciously, and again, conscious mind is like five to 10% of our mind and the other, the unconscious, the other 90 to 95%. So the 10% is saying, I want more money. 90% is saying, money is the root of all evil. And rich people are greedy and they're awful people. And they only make money by hurting people. And you don't want to be a bad person, do you? No. So you go ahead and you fantasize about money and you create your vision board and you imagine yourself on those beaches and your private jet. And that's fine. And we'll just make sure it never happens because that would be bad. And there's a part of it. So we have this stress response when we try to make a change. When we say, I'm going to, I'm going to write that book. I'm going to write that report. I'm going to create that course. I'm going to apply for this better paying job. And we sabotage that because there's a stress response that says, you can't do that. Don't do that. And the tapping helps to calm down that stress so that I can look at it and go, but why not? Why couldn't I apply for that better job? And then we start to, and, and then those, those old beliefs about why it would be wrong or dangerous start to unravel. Well, because this would happen. Oh, wait a minute. No, that happened for that person, but that's not how it happens for every person, you know, or uh, the tax man will take more money. Yeah, but I still have more money also. So <laughs> I'm, I'm depriving myself so as to deprive the tax, the, the government, man, wait a minute, that. And these, these old beliefs start to unravel and we start to then have the emotional freedom to make different choices and take different actions. Yeah, it's fascinating how it's like a protection mechanism that, or we think it's a yes. protection mechanism that is serving us, but. And that's why we should be compassionate with ourselves. Because all of those things we beat ourselves up for, I can't believe I ate that pint of ice cream. I can't believe that I totally blew off that that interview that I was supposed to have. I can't believe that I that I didn't call this person. All these things, and, and then, but that's also brilliant because all the time I spend beating up on myself is time that I can't be spending making my life better. So I am still brilliantly keeping myself in my comfort zone. Your self-sabotage is brilliant. Now knock it off. <laughs> and, and it's allowed ourselves to be compassionate and say, okay, so it's getting curious about our behavior instead of beating ourselves up. It's like, why did I eat that pint of ice cream? Why did I blow off that interview? What was I thinking? What was I afraid of? And, and almost invariably, if we dig deep enough, there's some fear. Yeah. 
Probably fear of not being good enough. That's one of the biggest fears. Mm-hmm. It's certain, certainly one of the biggest fears is, is the fear that I'm not good enough. And to me, that's a, that's a false belief because, you know, I, I sometimes talk about what I call the Michelangelo principle. Michelangelo said, the statues are already there inside the marble. All I have to do is chip away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. And we know at some level that the masterpiece is inside, that the, our best self, that we are, in fact, a magnificent child of the universe, worthy and deserving of the best this world has to offer with gifts and talents to share that make a difference. But we have all this old programming, all these old misunderstandings, either someone else's misunderstanding, someone who told us you're not good enough, you don't have what it takes, or that was our own misunderstanding of some circumstance and going, ah, well, this proves that I'm not good enough. Nope, nope, that was, it's not, it doesn't prove that, you know, it, it might mean you were having a bad day, or it might be mean that someone else was having a bad day and was taking it out on you, but you didn't show up here by accident. You are part of this magnificent creation. You, you, there's a reason why you're here and you have something to share. And the belief that we're not good enough is, is a false belief. And, and part of us knows that. And I'll often be tapping with people and I'll say, I know that I'm good enough because otherwise I wouldn't be tapping right now. <laughs> if Michelangelo looked at a block of marble and said, there's nothing inside that one, he would not start chipping away at it. <laughs> if he didn't feel that there was a masterpiece to reveal and, and, and set free from this, this con- the confines, this prison, You wouldn't bother starting. We wouldn't bother starting. So just the mere act. So for everyone listening to this right now, the mere fact that you are listening is proof that you know that there's something better inside of you and something better out there for you. Otherwise, you would have said, yeah, I'm not going to listen to this show. (laughs) You manifested this message because you know that you deserve to hear it. I love it. Would you be open to guiding us through a tapping sequence on that topic? Oh, of course. Love it. <laughs> I'm My ready. favorite things to do. <laughs> so real quick, just because I, I, I know a lot of your listeners already know what EFT is, just in case somebody has stumbled across this podcast and is saying, what are they talking about? So emotional freedom techniques, EFT is also called tapping because we are literally tapping with our fingertips on particular places on our face and torso. And if you are new to this, and this is the first time you've heard what the tapping is, it's like, and and it seems a little weird. Hey, just roll with it. There's a really good reason why you do it. As as mentioned, it's it's the simplest form of stress relief you're going to find. And it's one that's always there for you. You know, even if you say, well, no, I could take a tranquilizer and that's much simpler. Well, you may not always have the, those pills with you. So you always have your our fingertips. fingertips. <laughs> freedom at your fingertips. Maybe because it's just audio, maybe you can mention the points we tap. And that's and that's what I'm gonna do right now. Is, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the the fingertips of our index and middle finger, and and you can The meridians run up and down both sides of the body. You can tap with either hand. You can tap with both hands at the same time. Just find what feels most comfortable for you. If you go and watch my videos, you'll see I almost always tap with my right hand. That's because I'm a trained film actor, and it's not good for film technique to cover your face with both your hands. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's, it's not that tapping with the right hand is the only right way to do it. So taking your dominant hand, tapping with your fingertips on the side of your non-dominant hand. So right there on the edge of your hand between your wrist and your pinky. And just gently tap in there. It's just a gentle motion. Remember, this is a self-care technique. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and as we, as we tap there, we'll talk about what the issue is. So for instance, we may say, oh, I'm just feeling really stressed out right now. And I'd say on a scale of zero to 10, how stressed out am I? No, oh, it's probably at eight. I'm really kind of upset. And it's helpful to also notice what are the physical symptoms? Oh, I might notice uh, my shoulders are really tight. And uh, my shoulders are up around my ears right now. So we're aware of what the problem is. So we would tap on the side of the hand and say, even though I feel this stress, I choose to love and accept myself. And we do that three times. And that's just allowing ourselves to create a space of self-acceptance, even though we have the issue. And that creates more freedom for us to start working with it. Then we'll tap the eyebrow point. So this is right at the beginning of your eyebrow, uh, either eyebrow right near the center of your face. And we generally tap these points between five and 10 times. Don't worry about the number. Don't be counting it out going one, two, three. Okay, seven, that's fine. It's, it, it's okay if you tap more and, and it often depends on what phrase we're using. So if we're just saying this stress, we can do that in five or 10 taps. If we're saying all this stress about the report that's due on Monday morning or my boss is gonna kill me, that might take more than 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so don't, don't worry about the number of time. So for this demonstration, we're just going to repeat the same word and say all this stress. Then we go to the side of the eye. So follow your eyebrow out to the corner of your eye socket and say all this stress. Then following the edge of your eye socket down to right under your, the center of your eye, just above your cheek, tap in there and say all this stress right under your nose, just above your upper lip, tap in there and say all this stress. Then right below your lower lip, just above your chin, all this stress. Next is your collarbone point. So if you feel your collarbones just about come together, there's a little bit of a U shape at the base of your throat. And go ahead and using all of your fingertips or maybe even just making a fist and tapping that whole area, say all this stress. Next point is about four inches below your armpit. It's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure even the guys listening can figure out where that is. <laughs> Say all this stress. And finally, the top of your head. So using all of your fingertips and tapping around the crown of your head, all this stress. Take a deep breath. And then you would check again and say, okay, how are my shoulders feeling? How does my stress level feel? And for some folks, it'll go from an eight to a zero like that. Yeah. That's not... It's not how it always goes. <laughs> Sometimes it goes from an eight to a 7.75. <laughs> but if you've been at an eight for a while, 7.75 feels like a lot of breathing room. Sure. And the and with the tapping, it's often like peeling the layers of the onion. So as we're tapping through, we might be saying all this stress, all this stress. Oh, yeah, it's about this report that's due. All this stress about this report, all this stress. Oh my goodness. It's not even this report. This report is reminding me about that book report that I didn't do well on in the third grade. And I'm still upset about that. And now we're clearing up years, decades of emotional blocks. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, because that one book report in the fifth grade has been directing your life for years. And then we have amazing emotional freedom because, you know, who, who knows what might happen as you clear that. So you can allow yourself to be aware of that. And so then you might check again and say, wow, my stress still feels like an eight, but it's not about what I was thinking about before. You know, if I was thinking about this report that's due next week and that was at an eight, I may say, yeah, I'm not stressed about that at all. I'm going to get that done. I know what I need to put in there, but it's now reminding me of this other stuff that's bothering me. And so then you tap on, even though I'm still upset about that book report. So that's, uh, that's how the process works. And then we start to bring it down. So sometimes it's gradual, sometimes it's immediate. So that's the basic version of EFT, just having the, the key phrase that, that's bothering us and then tapping that on all the points. Now we're going to have some fun with it. Yes. <laughs> so what I'd like you to do is close your eyes, take a deep breath in and hold it, and let it go. And just allowing yourself to be present right now and following your breath through your body and just allowing yourself to be aware of what you're feeling physically and emotionally. I want you to think about your ideal life. Having your ideal career, being of service in the way that feels the most fulfilling for you, personally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Imagine what your life looks like and say, I'm worthy of this. I'm deserving of this. I'm good enough to have this. And just notice on a scale of zero to 10, how much resistance might come up around that. You may hear a voice saying, who do you think you're kidding? You may feel tension in your body may feel tightness in your stomach or your shoulders or whatever. There may be all kinds of different sensations coming up. There may be a part of you that's saying, oh, absolutely. I totally believe that. Allow yourself to pay attention to any part of you that might be resisting that, some part of you that might have doubts about your worthiness. And don't judge that part. It's not a moral failing if you have doubts about your worthiness. It's very human. It's one of the most common things you'll see in in most, if not all human beings. So just allow yourself to acknowledge it and say, oh, isn't that interesting that there are parts of me that doubt my worthiness? Notice what thoughts, beliefs, or memories might come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't feel more deserving, why you couldn't or shouldn't have a stronger belief, a stronger confidence in the idea that you're good enough. Just allow yourself to be curious about any doubts about your worthiness, any doubts about your awesomeness. You might even say, imagine looking in a full-length mirror and say, I'm awesome. And notice what parts of you might say, what? You can't say that. And allow yourself to love and appreciate those parts. They're trying to protect you. Just allowing yourself to be aware of what's going on in there, where you might feel some resistance to 
acknowledging your awesomeness and your worthiness. Take a deep breath, open your eyes. And tap or I tap and repeat back the words that I say. So side of the hand. Even though I doubt my worthiness. Even though I doubt my worthiness. I choose to love and accept myself anyway. I choose to love and accept myself anyways. Even though I sometimes doubt my worthiness. Even though I sometimes doubt my worthiness. I choose to love and honor myself. I choose to love and honor myself. Even though I sometimes doubt my worthiness. Even though I sometimes doubt my worthiness. Maybe not all the time. Maybe not all the time. Maybe sometimes I know I'm awesome. Maybe sometimes I know I'm awesome. But then I stop myself from believing that. But then I stop myself from believing that. Not because I'm bad or stupid. Not because I'm bad or stupid. But because I have old programming. But because I have old programming. About why I shouldn't think this way. About why I shouldn't think that way. And even though I sometimes doubt my worthiness. And even though I sometimes doubt my worthiness. I choose to deeply and completely. I choose to deeply and completely. Love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who's involved in this. Maybe anybody else who's involved in this. Maybe anyone else who contributed to doubts. Maybe anybody else who contributed to doubts. They just didn't know any better. They just didn't know any better. Eyebrow point. All these doubts about my worthiness. All these doubts about my worthiness. Side of the eye. All these doubts about my worthiness. All these doubts about my worthiness. Under the eye. All these fears that I'm not good enough. All these fears that I'm not good enough. Under the nose. All these beliefs that I'm not good enough. All these beliefs that I'm not good enough. Under the mouth. I may even feel ashamed about who I am. I may even feel ashamed of who I am. Collarbone. So how can I feel deserving of what I want? So how can I feel deserving of what I want? Under the arm. Part of me is saying. Part of me is saying. You shouldn't even be thinking about these things. You shouldn't even be thinking about these things. Eyebrow point. We're certainly not going to allow ourselves to have them. We're certainly not going to allow myself to have them. Side of the eye. And it's not because I'm bad or stupid. And it's not because I'm bad or stupid. Under the eye. For all those things that I say that I want. For all these things that I say that I want. Under the nose. But don't have. But don't have. Under the mouth. It's because I'm brilliantly stopping myself from having them. It's because I'm brilliantly stopping myself of having them. Collarbone. Because part of me says. Because part of me says. Under the arm. It's not safe for me to have them. It's not safe for me to have them. Top of the head. That might be why I say I'm unworthy. That's my, why I say I'm not worthy. Eyebrow point. Because deep down inside. Because deep down inside. Side of the eye. Of course I know I'm awesome. <laughs> of course I know I'm awesome. Out of the eye. How could I have gotten here otherwise? How could I have gotten here otherwise? Out of the nose. But part of me might say. But a part of me might say. Out of the mouth. It's not safe to have more success. It's not safe to have more success. Collarbone, it's not safe to have more money. It's not safe to have more money. Under the arm. It's not safe to have some of these things that I want. It's not safe to have some of these things that I want. Top of the head. So how do I keep myself safe? 
So how do I keep myself safe? And part of me says. And part of me says. Side of the eye. I have a brilliant plan. I have a brilliant plan. Out of the eye. I will convince myself that I'm not good enough. I will convince myself that I'm not good enough. Out of the nose. And I will brilliantly find ways. And I will brilliantly find ways. Out of the mouth to prove that I'm not good enough. Prove that I'm not good enough. Collarbone. I'll find ways to screw things up. We'll find ways to screw things up. Under the arm. So I can say, see, I'm not good enough. So I can say, see, I'm not good enough. Top of the head. And now I can't have that money. So And now I can't have that money. Eyebrow point. Or whatever else it might be that I'm afraid of. Or whatever else I might be afraid of. Sad AI. The truth is, I am a freaking genius. The truth is, I'm a freaking genius. Out of the eye. I'm brilliantly stopping myself from feeling good enough. I'm brilliantly stopping myself from feeling good enough. Out of the nose. So I can stop myself from having something that's unsafe. So I can stop myself from having something that is unsafe. Under the mouth. And I'm clearing that up. And I'm clearing that up. Cobble. These are misunderstandings. These are misunderstandings. Under the arm. There is so much evidence. There is so much evidence. Top of head, that I'm worthy and deserving of the best this world has to offer. That I'm worthy and deserving of the best that the, this world has to offer. Eyebrow point. I could go out at night. I can go out at night. Side eye. And look up and see the stars. And look up and see the stars. Under the eye. How could I see that if I wasn't good enough? How could I see that if I'm not good enough? Under the nose. And what is it that I say that I want? And what is it that I say that I want? Under the mouth. That is more awesome than the stars. That is more awesome than the stars. Collarbone. I could go out to the coast. I can go out to the coast. On the arm. And see the ocean. And see the ocean. Top of head. And I could be standing there with anybody I might imagine. And I can be standing there with anybody I might imagine. Eyebrow point. And I get the same view they do. And I get the same view they do. Side of the eye. So I'm just as deserving as they are. I'm just as deserving as they are. Under the eye. And part of me might say. And part of me might say. Under the nose. Well, sure. I'm good enough to see the ocean. Well, sure. I'm good enough to see the ocean. On the mouth. I'm not good enough to have a nice car. Not good enough to have a nice car. Carbon. What car is more awesome than the ocean? What car is more awesome than the ocean? On the arm. I have been lied to. I have been lied to. Top of it. And I've been lying to myself. And I've been lying to myself. Eyebrow point about what I'm worthy and deserving of. What I'm worthy and deserving of. Side of the eye. There is so much evidence. There is so much evidence. Under the eye, that I am a magnificent child of the universe. That I'm a magnificent child of the universe. Under the nose, worthy and deserving of the best this world has to offer. Worthy and deserving of the best that this world has to offer. Under the mouth. Nothing is too good for me. Nothing is too good for me. Carbon. And some crap has happened in my life too. And some crap has happened in my life too. Under the arm. And I might have told myself. And I might have told myself. Top of it. This is proof that I deserve bad things. This is proof that I deserve bad things. Eyebrow point. I'm worthy and deserving of seeing the sun. I'm worthy and deserving of seeing the sun. Side of the eye. And sometimes clouds get in the way. And sometimes clouds get into the way. Out of the eye. That doesn't mean I don't deserve the warmth of the sun. It doesn't mean I'm not deserving the warmth of the sun. Out of the nose. It just means things happen. It just means things happen. 
out of the mouth. I'm allowing more good things to show up. I'm allowing more good things to show up. Collarbone. And I'm acknowledging my awesomeness. I'm acknowledging my awesomeness. Out of the arm. And I am loving that about myself. And I'm loving that about myself. Top of the head. In body, mind, and spirit. In body, mind, and spirit. And take a deep breath. And with your eyes closed, think about your ideal life and what you'd like to have, what you'd like your life to look like, and say, I'm worthy of this. I deserve this. I'm good enough for this. And hopefully that feels a whole lot more comfortable. Hopefully it feels a whole lot more true. It definitely does for me. Thank you so much. (laughs) And thank you for making it fun. Sometimes things get so serious and this was a lot of fun. So thank you so much. The, the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Amazing. Um, before we wrap up, I do have a couple of more questions. All right. Um, I know it's something pretty new, I think, that you have created or are part of, which is the Freedom Seekers Journal. Yes. And um, yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was just created last year. Uh, this this group of women who had this business, and they uh, put out all kinds of books and programs on personal development. And they really enjoyed the tapping and said, wait a minute, we need to do a, a program with tapping and decided to create a journal because journals are very popular because it's a great way of keeping ourselves on track. And then incorporating tapping into that to, to help clear those beliefs that stop us. You know, we may have a, a belief of I'm not good enough and that'll stop us from using the journal. It'll stop us from making the, uh, getting the most benefit from a process like that. So that's why we created that. That's amazing. And um, before my final questions, do you have anything else for my guests that you would like to share? Of course, we'll link all your links, all the resources, all the YouTube videos, which are amazing, which I use very regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, do you have anything else you would like to share with our listeners? you know, there's so, so many resources out there. Uh, if you go to tapwithbrad.com forward slash gifts, there mm-hmm. are some, there's an audio recording called Tap It Into Abundance, where I guide some people through this process to clear their resistance to abundance. So you can go and get that and tap along with them. And it's a little bit longer and, and going deeper into some things. The reasons why they're feeling like they couldn't or shouldn't have things be better. And as you tap along, either you'll say, wow, that's totally my issue. This is great. I'm clearing my own stuff. Or you'll, you might say, that doesn't sound quite right for me. But if you're still tapping through the process, your body will still clear things that are going on inside of you. Excellent. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely also link all of that. Well, Brad, thank you so much. It was a great honor to have you. And um I will let you know the moment we will go live. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I've enjoyed speaking with you. I appreciate this opportunity to share this work. How fun was that? I loved, loved, loved talking to Brad. Thank you, Brad. 
Come back to this whenever you feel the need. The tapping sequence starts just a bit after 38 minutes. So next time you can always just fast forward. And to get more of Brad, check out his YouTube channel, his website, tapwithbrad.com, as well as his books. We will, of course, link all of that in the show notes, as well as Peter Stapleton's work. In episode 16, I talk about why I love tapping so much, including a tap along, as well as check out the free EFT video I have on my website. All of these links will, of course, be in the show notes. Share this episode with anyone who is curious about tapping, as well as the ones who think this is just too crazy. So great to be in your ears again. Thank you so much for being here.